0: Week 18 of the NFL season has come and gone. That's it. That's all she wrote. The regular season is done. We have got our matchup set for Super Wild Card Weekend, and we have got some really interesting questions for those teams missing the playoffs moving forward. We're gonna talk about all that and more coming up on the house call. Welcome back into the Gridiron segment. My name is Kyle. I am joined by Justin, Sammy, and Ricardo and a very special guest to talk about a very special team in Lawrence right down there in the corner. Before we get to that, I've got to shout out our amazing sponsor at Vivid Seats. Hey, listen. The regular season has come and gone, but guess what? Vivid Seats has more than just football tickets. They have basketball tickets. They have hockey tickets. So get yourself to a sporting event using Vivid Seats. Use the link in our description to save yourself even more money. This is the best ticket-buying platform on the market. I'm talking about guaranteed seats. I'm talking about some of the most ridiculous prices you will see. So get your butt in a seat using Vivid Seats and go to a sporting event. As we know, it doesn't have to be just football, people. There are other sports out there, but, you know... My chicago blackhawks Connor bedard is on the ir there's nothing but terribleness in the city of chicago i digress moving right along speaking of terrible 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 sports performances in cities lawrence i believe you have something you might
1: want to say to those miami dolphins you know what i i genuinely i hate being right all the time i do <laughs> i called this i've been saying this all season you know the dolphins are frauds we know that now i sat in the same video call with my good friend sammy and we agreed that the dolphins in order to even have a glimpse of being taken seriously needed to win at least two at that last three they beat dallas another fraudulent team and then got smoked by the ravens and now actually kind of smoked by the bills i'm not surprised i'm not going to sit here and be like oh, i didn't see this coming because i did because i'm right all the time sammy you know might not have seen this coming but quite frankly it was long overdue they don't beat good teams and buffalo quite frankly didn't even play their best football i don't think they're going to go that deep into playoffs and they still completely outplay the dolphins in every single category you can go off 21-14 is a one score game but they completely outgained them in offense time of possession almost 18 minutes more they still had a similar number of turnovers, but the Dolphins just couldn't stop them when Josh Allen got going. You know, two touchdowns to two is one, 359 yards in the air. Tua, uh, 173 with two interceptions. It was not a good game from Tua. Not even a great game, That you know, two interceptions Josh Allen, but it was enough to beat a team which, quite frankly, it was ridiculous that they were ever in the Super Bowl conversation. You know, that 70 points they hung on on, the, on Denver, that has carried on. And, you know, they've had this really flashy offense. It's been really fun football to watch because, you know, they have played good football at stage of the season. I'm not denying that, but they haven't played it when it matters, which is kind of at the stage of the season we're at now. They're going to go into Arrowhead in minus two. They're going to lose. I'm going to smile. I'm going to message Sammy straight away as soon as that happens to offer my condolences. And and you know what? It's going to be a good week i honestly saw this coming i think a lot of us probably saw this coming you know after the thumping by the ravens there was not an awful lot of hope going into this game i don't think maybe i'm wrong maybe there was a glimmer of hope i don't know what sammy was feeling whether he thought he actually had a chance but look it was an ugly game which seems a lot closer in the scoreline than it actually probably was this high-powered offense was not productive when it mattered. This top five elite defense was basically nowhere to be seen. You know, it was not a good performance. It was the worst timing for that performance, you know, choking away the AFC East, despite being in the driving seat for the majority of the season, losing it to Buffalo, who we we can all agree have not been the Buffalo of old, is the most Miami thing ever. You know, I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. By some, you know, magic, maybe they can beat a, a, a wounded Kansas City Chiefs.
2: I don't see it happening. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Nope, 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 Lawrence, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you finish. This has gone long that's enough, Kyle. I'm all. taking him. No no, 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 <laughs> no. You know what? I'm gonna let you finish, but I hope you know this is completely like this is. I could tell. Yes, yes. You know what? You're right, Justin. He is hooking me, and I'm taking the damn bait. I do not care. Okay, I don't you care you for nibble. anything. No, no nibble. I'm swallowing it whole.
3: <laughs> hey yo, what the fuck?
2: Come
1: sit there and say that the miami dolphins are a really good football team that have a chance to win the super bowl because they haven't beaten two teams at the last three that they're gonna have to realistically go through in the playoffs they're not beating the ravens they might beat the buffalo bills because it was a close game on scoreline but the ravens game wasn't even close that was borderline mercy rule (laughs) So, look, close, you, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you speak. I'm gonna let you speak. I'm sure you got a lot to say, you know, a lot of apologies to issue. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> let you. Know
4: now. I was,
2: I actually was gonna apologize. I actually was gonna apologize, but I think, quite frankly, you're missing a lot of context that has gone on throughout the entire season. Are the Miami Dolphins the championship contenders? I thought they were probably not. No, they're Hell not. No. I probably Usually not. Probably not. But let, but let not. me, but let, me, let, me under, let me go ahead and, and break this down for you guys. I don't like using injuries at all. And I'm not going to use injuries for the reason why the Dolphins got completely hurt. Got completely, like, you know, dismantled by the Ravens. And they were not blown out by the Bills. They were not outclassed by the Bills. It was a close game going into the fourth quarter. Actually, we had the lead going into the fourth quarter. What happened was... <clears throat> What ended up happening was Cameron Good, who was our other pass rusher, by the way, he tears his patella tendon. He gets hurt, blocks Alec Ingold from making a play on the ball, and guess what? That is seven points right there. That's a point. The defense... I don't know what exactly you expect the defense to do without two of their premier pass rushers and then their other pass rusher their, sec, their both of their second string pass rushers going down at the same time. Look, you you can you guys can call us frauds and I'm completely okay with that. No team this year has battled injuries worse than the damn Dolphins and I'm willing to I'm willing to say that without a shadow of a doubt. This past two weeks, we've been having to play without Raheem Mostert, who leads our team in touchdowns, without Jalen Waddle, who's our second best receiver. We ended up going without Xavier Howard. We ended up going without Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker, one of the games. I don't like naming injuries as an excuse, but quite frankly, the difference between most of the teams in December and January that are going to make a Super Bowl run is that they are healthy. The Ravens are healthy. The Chiefs are healthy. The Niners are healthy. Like there is there. Of course, it's next man up, right? Next man up, and you can't do much about it. But quite frankly, the healthier team this postseason is going to win it all. Now the Dolphins. I'm not going to come. I'm not going to just blame the injuries. Mike McDaniel had a terrible game plan. Okay, two first downs in the fourth in the second half. That's terrible. And Tua. I love Tua Tagovailoa. I still think he's our franchise quarterback, but yes, the question has to be, can he show up when we need him the most? And so far, the answer is no. Do I hope that, do I hope that the answer changes in the future? You're damn right. I do. And I think it will, but quite frankly, I can't, I can't really say, you know, it's hard for anybody to really evaluate this team when they're not at full strength. The bills are probably not going to go that far. You're absolutely right, Lawrence. And you want to know why? They're not at full strength either. And it was basically this last week: a battle of two teams that were not at full strength. Who could basically who has the better quarterback, and who is going to be out coached? Mike McDaniel and Josh Allen. Josh Allen outplayed Tua Tagovailoa, and Mike McDaniel out coached by Sean McDermott. There is no other way around it. Are were we frauds? I want to say yes, I really do. But quite so, yeah. frankly, but quite frankly, it's hard for me to, it's it's hard for me to swallow this pill when, quite frankly, the entire team, our, every everything that made us contenders, a great pass rush, an elite secondary, uh, uh an elite passing game, ev- uh, an elite run game, everything that has made us contenders, each and every one of those fa- phases has been chipped down by injury. Or we have been straight up like underperforming. So I want to go ahead and give Josh Allen and the Bills their flowers, losing their last couple winning their last five games and, and proving everybody wrong and winning this division. That's that's one for the history books. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback. You guys can't convince me otherwise. And 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 and, and quite frankly, look, I understand we wanted to win the AFC East. But I guarantee you, even if we did win this past Sunday, the goalposts would have been moved. And each and every one of you would have picked the Bills to win in Miami the first game of the playoffs. So quite frankly, I understand losing the AFC East sucks. But what would have been even worse was winning the AFC East, going to the playoffs and not winning a playoff game. That would have been a lot more, more of a thing to laugh at. I know you are alert. You're smirking right now. It makes me want to I said it before me. we started recording. That's exactly and, and, what I said. And, and, quite frankly, <laughs> and, and quite frankly, I'll end up with this. I like our matchup against the Chiefs. I love it, actually. I know Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead, it's going to be a tough battle. But let me tell you. Let me tell you, there is no because team,
1: the best defense Patrick Mahomes has fielded in his career. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I feel You're good not about it. Make
1: the same mistakes as Josh Allen did. You're not going to no. get those two interceptions. Oh, of, cu- You're of course. You're get a QB with like more discipline that makes. Oh, of, course of course
2: not. Of course not. But we're also going to have a fully healthy offense. And I don't think that, and I, and I also think that the, that the chiefs defense is good. I do think the Dolphins figured something out in that second half and it was all about execution in that fourth quarter from the Miami Dolphins didn't go well. Credit to the defense. They made the stop. It was all this entire year. It hasn't been teams beating us except for Baltimore and Josh, Josh and Josh Allen twice. No, Baltimore and Josh Allen once. That's Those are the only two games where I could say 1000% we were beat. No questions asked. But every other game It, hands down, is on us. The question is not, can the Dolphins beat this team? It's, can the Dolphins beat themselves? And we have not been able to do that for the last 23 years. And I hope that something changes this Saturday. I really do. But it's very bleak. Okay? It's very bleak. It's very unlikely. And I've come to terms with that. I hate to blame injuries. I don't like... I I usually am the last one to put it on injuries. But But quite frankly... But quite frankly, there, there is something to be said about how battered and bruised this Miami Dolphins team is. In a year where Tua Tagovailova stayed fully healthy, this team could not stay healthy fully. And, and I think that took a toll late in the season.
1: I mean, look, you, know, <clears throat> you, know, you said you weren't going to blame injuries. You're not the type to blame injuries. But throughout the season, at every single time you've lost... It's always been injuries or the referee. At the earliest start of the season, absolutely the not against the Chiefs. You know, a- when you lost the Chiefs earlier this season, you know, mm-hmm. this is not the first time you're playing in the season, you lost the first time. You know, you had to go at the referees. it wasn't the Dolphins. It was us. not
4: the Chiefs. It was the it, it was, the, this, you know, it was the Eagles. It was the
1: injuries, yeah. you know. All There's right, that's enough. I'm going to have to separate issue. you two. We've got a full what episode stage, here, people. Come what on stage now. Do you accept the fact that you know? I'm not going to say two is not the answer, We're but there has to be some responsibility or on the players, some fault on them. They have not performed. They have surrounded themselves with talent, even with their injuries. They're still one of the more talented rosters in the league, and they still haven't put it together. They've got a playoff caliber roster without the injuries. You know, you've still got the best receiver in football. You know, you still got Jaden Waddle, who is the best number two in football, right? You've still got a pretty decent O line, you've still got a very solid run game, you still got a lot of pieces to the puzzle, you've still got Jaden Ramsey. You know, at what stage do you say, look, I know the injuries have affected us, fine. They affect every team in the league. That's the nature of the game. Okay. But at what stage are you gonna sit back and say, Look, we just have underperformed this season. We started off on hot streak, we started off doing really well, we were one of the best teams in the league. But it's fallen off, and that's why I said they're frauds. Is because whilst they started off well, I didn't deny that. I saw this fall off coming because I knew it was a facade. It was, you know, fake. I knew this implode was going to come because, quite frankly, I didn't have much faith in Tua down the line, regardless of injuries. No one can see injuries coming, but you know what? I've been saying they're frauds long before the injury started. So you can't blame the injuries because I've been saying that when they were healthy.
2: The thing is, the problem is, and Kyle, this is the last thing I'll say before we move on. I promise. The problem is you just mentioned all those players. All those players that you just mentioned missed time. So that's literally your entire point was that, oh, you know, this team, this team, at what point are you going to accept that this team? Look, I've accepted that this team has underperformed this year. 1000% not winning the division is an absolute disappointment, but you're mentioning all these players. Jalen Ramsey was out half the year. Tyree Kill missed a, a game that probably I hope would have gotten him to two thousand, but that's neither here nor there. Jalen Waddles missed the last two last two games. Raheem Mostert the last two games. Like you're mentioning, you're mentioning the players that I said that I said would be catalysts to win the Super Bowl, and quite frankly, they've been out. So look, I don't look. Uh, <laughs> look, the Dolphins are frauds. The dolphins are frauds in the regular season, but what will happen in the playoffs, Sammy, I'm so proud of you, but let me, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It would not shock me at all. If the Miami dolphins go to arrowhead and they beat the Patrick Mahomes led Kansas city chiefs in their worst season since Patrick Mahomes got there. It would not surprise me one bit. It would definitely surprise me. That is all we're going
0: to say about Miami dolphins and my gosh. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said. Clearly. I am. I am one that is of the opinion. Injury will always derail a season. That is that is just a fact. There is a reason that the whole no hitting a quarterback below the knee thing exists it exists because Tom Brady missed an entire season and the Patriots collapsed. That is just a fact. Injury does get in the way. And like Sammy, you said a lot of injuries this season for the Dolphins, but
1: you did say they were frauds so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna count that you. as a win kyle i'm counting that i'm gonna count win. it as a it was win it hard work it's taking me all season but we finally <laughs> got him you've got your super bowl and with that we're gonna say goodbye to our friend from
0: across the pond lawrence it's been good having you guys for the dolphins segment
2: oh my gosh sammy i apologize for the record i love lawrence everybody but yeah, we, i i i genuinely hate him her here. I, I love him and I genuinely hate him with all every fiber of my being. Let's let look. I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts bad, on the Dolphins. I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on the Dolphins. You know, somebody, some te- people that are like, you know, rational and are like not hateful towards like the city of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't
0: hate the out. city
3: of Miami, but <laughs> if I am going to be honest, it was just what I... Thought was going to happen because of all the injuries Miami has. Because like you said, your top 4 pass rushers not there. Your I can't believe I'm saying this, your second best cornerback in Xavier Howard not around. Your second best receiver in Jalen Waddle not there. Honestly, I give the Dolphins a lot of credit for even hanging in that game as well as they did. For the simple fact that I honestly thought it was going to be a blowout because of all the injuries. But it was also saying that Josh Allen and the Bills, as great as they've been the last five games, kind of did everything in their power to kind of give away that game too with those end zone interceptions and the fumble. So I do give the Dolphins a lot of credit from hanging in there with all the injuries. At the same time. Josh Allen and the Bills almost gave that game away, and I cannot believe I gave the Dolphins that much credit in front of Sammy.
0: (laughs) Well, we all make mistakes sometimes. I gave (laughs) the Dolphins credit in front of Sammy before, and it blew up in my face.
2: Ricardo, man, I I see you just like lurking there in the corner, and I don't like the way. Like,
4: (laughs) no, man. I mean, uh, I actually, I, I actually see all of your points that you just made. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, I mean, they were injury ridden from the beginning. I mean, I do want to give myself a, a little victory lap because when you guys lost to the Titans and my first week here, I did say "Hey, that that leaves that door open for the Bills to get in there and win the division. And sure enough, they did, man. If anything, I want to talk about Josh Allen, because uh, I understand the mistakes. But, man, I mean, talk about the full Josh Allen experience, you know, where that guy just threw on his Superman cape and said, hey, fourth and one, I'm taking it. You know, third and eight, I'm going, you know, and dropping dimes left and right. And then, of course, you know, you get the turnovers. But he's been in the league long enough now that that's just who he is. Like, that's that's his reputation now. But as for the Dolphins, next week, Sammy, I actually think you guys keep it close. I'm not saying you guys win the game, but I think you guys keep it close because Mostert's coming back. Yes,
2: he is limited in practice as well as Waddle, so they're expected to play this Sunday.
4: Okay, so. see, it's a it's a playoff game. You know they're gonna they're gonna suit up. Here's the thing: this Chiefs team is not vintage Chiefs. This Patrick Mahomes is not vintage Patrick Mahomes. And I expect you guys to actually keep it very close. It's just going to be a matter of who makes the play. Is Tua going to make the play? You know, because last week you guys put the ball in his hands and said, hey, Tua, go win us this game. And, you know, he came up short. He threw a pick. So that being said, I like you guys to keep it close in the freezing cold. I don't expect you guys to get blown out. Those are Chiefs receivers stink. Travis Kelsey is uh, Travis Kelsey's kind of a shell of himself, Uh, and Patrick Mahomes has been frustrated. Um, You know, maybe the Raiders, you know, drew a little blueprint on how to stop those guys. So, and you guys played them before. You guys have a scouting report on them already. You know, as you as you said, and you guys made a run at it. You guys kept it close. So, I see you guys keeping it close this week. It's like a three and a half point spread. So, hey, you know, that's that's some respect. You know, you guys you guys lost to Buffalo. You got blown out by Baltimore. But to go into the defending chances home, only a three and a half point dog. I mean, that's there's respect there. So I like you guys to keep it close. It's just going to be a matter of can you finish can to a finish. And that's what I'm interested to see. So, Sammy, I don't I'm not hating on you, man. God bless your soul, Ricardo. God bless your
2: soul. God bless your soul. God bless your soul, Ricardo.
0: Man, no, I I do got to say, Travis Kelsey is being held together by Band-Aids and bubble gum right now. Would not surprise me at all if this is his last season. I know that might be a bold take. Wouldn't surprise me even a little bit if Travis Kelsey's done after this year. Especially if the Chiefs are like an early exit. Because
3: if you tell me Jason Kelsey has lasted longer than Travis, I will laugh.
0: thousand percent. 1, pre- All linemen last longer than tight ends.
2: They do, they do, but but the, the the difference is is that the surgeries that Kelsey has gotten, he said it himself. He feels every single one of them. So it's just the likelihood of him what was it like ten surgeries or something? I think I think if yeah, like ten surgeries or something. <laughs> if it's if thing. this is not if this is not his last year, next year, in my opinion, is one thousand percent gonna be the farewell, war. and that's um, gonna be a shame because I mean, Patrick Mahomes. That was has been his guy, so good. Get him out of here.
0: <laughs> Ricardo's like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I honestly feel like the whole narrative of him not going for the thousand yard season in week 18. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a sign of him leaving the door open of like, yeah, see, I'm not gonna end on a not thousand yard season, or if that's him just being like, I don't care anymore, I'm done. I'd, like, it's not worth it. For what I'm putting my body through, that's weird to think about. But we might have or, to Kelsey where we can.
4: Or as you said, just he's being held together by band aids and tape. You know, like so it's like, you know, are those 16 yards worth him getting hurt right before the playoffs? Of course yeah. not.
2: Like what he said, he said bubble gum, gum, gum actually, Ricardo. Oh, there you go, bubble
4: gum, gum. <laughs> Hubba,
2: bubba, and
0: band aid. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy oh, fruit yeah. baby. Uh, We had a lot of weird, we had a lot of teams that we called frauds that are going into the playoffs. We got a lot of teams that we called frauds going into the playoffs. None more, it's none more feeling more accurate than the Eagles. And I gotta say it, five out of their last six. That's absurd. That is atrocious. They're going in missing, I believe both AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and now Jalen Hurts. Is that right?
2: i jalen hurts might not play so what he has said is that he's taking his injury day by it's his throwing middle finger so like like that's very important if you're a quarterback that's like one of the most important like thumbs like like imagine throwing your thumb without your middle finger right that's impossible so it's 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 crazy
0: um
2: anyway um i mean i'm actually kyle i hate to take this away from you, but i'm actually interested in hearing what the ultimate Eagles hater here in this panel right here, who beats the Philadelphia Eagles this past
3: Sunday. And we give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Uh It's a rare occasion, but I love it when I can get it. All right. I can't say for the dolphins, with the injuries without acknowledging the injuries in Philadelphia, right? Yes. Their top two receivers, both injured AJ Brown, that that injury when I first saw it during the Giants game, I really thought something like really bad happened, like a torn ACL something because as much as I hate Philly and I hate Dallas, I don't want to see star players get injured, especially not before the playoffs. I want you to be 100% that way when you lose, there's no excuses. But they have to deal with a bunch of injuries. Their top two receivers, their top running back out for that last game. I don't know what his status is going to be for this week. Jalen Hurts, that middle finger is going to hamper him if he plays. He is a competitor. So if doctors say he can go and this is the playoffs, he He will will go. But if he does go... I would rather a lot, and I mean a lot, of RPOs, read options. I'd rather him using him as another running back at this point because all it takes is one bad throw and that entire game gets turned over. But more importantly, because we are talking about the Eagles being frauds because they lost five of their last six games, we all talked about throughout the season the amount of players that they lost. But this is a case of the Eagles not having that offensive and defensive coordinator and those pieces specifically on the defense that made last year's Eagles team what they were. Because in hindsight, yes, that entire team looked stacked last year, but that defense was doing something historical. And that's really what pushed Philadelphia to where they were last year. This year, they are a shell of themselves. This year, you've seen, without Darius Slay, who seems to forget that father time is a thing, <laughs> without him at cornerback at CB1, that passing defense can get exposed. They almost gave up Tyrod Taylor's third 300-yard game in his career. Tyrod's <laughs> been here for a while. Almost gave that up almost gave up three passing touchdowns. They gave up two. One to Saquon, one to Darius Slayton. And at some point, Nick Sirianni just said, yo, it's not worth it. Call all the starters back. We will lose this game. But honestly, it was the smartest thing he could do. As for what they do in the playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked if they're one and done. Because I feel like they got their taste of humble pie. This will be the last bit of it that they have to eat. Take it it all in. Accept the fact that you are not the team that you were last year and just start over because honestly, they need to get out of this season for Jalen Hurts' sake especially.
2: 1000%.
4: Can I say something?
2: No, No, yeah, of course. Ricardo, this floor is yours.
4: So, I mean, I just gave myself a little victory lap for saying that the Bills would win the division. But I need to post my losses too because my first week, I also was like, hey, pump the brakes on the Eagles, you know, pump the brakes on the Eagles. I like the Eagles still. But man, I don't think anybody saw it coming like this. We saw the bumpy road and and you know them squeaking out wins and everything, but this, I don't think anybody saw that, man. And as a person who actually likes it, I like to watch the Eagles. I don't I don't know what it is. I like the, eagle. I like to watch them, you know, I don't root on their down for anything like that, but man, just to see them go down like that and just, it's kind of like a, their season wrapped in a nutshell. Like when Jalen hits his, his throwing motion or throwing hand on someone's helmet, he looks at it and he's just like,
3: wasn't even his helmet. It was Bobby, our middle it? linebacker. Literally his finger got jammed with his hand because Bobby okay. went up for the pass.
0: Bobby there you go stones for hands that's not fun
4: so um you know just it's just it's just their season in a nutshell like when he looks at his finger and it's just like like come on man Like, are you kidding like me? like oh gosh i was gonna make another point but somebody else like like it went over my head <laughs> I'm sorry it, it,
2: it's it's completely fine Ricardo i will gladly take it from here You'll you know this up, entire the entire episode has been about frauds, and I understand my team has been at the forefront of it. But I, I will make a bigger claim. Uh, not only, I are, uh, not only are the Eagles frauds; they are literally—they're not just first-round exits. This team is actually garbage. Like this team is garbage. Like forget, <laughs> forget the fraud Super Bowl contenders. Forget the 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 aspirations this team top to bottom has played like utter garbage and i know oftentimes when you get utter garbage you get losses but the eagles have one of if not what the most one of the most talented teams in the entire nfl okay and even before the injuries started coming what happened i mean oh, yeah
4: absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, this is going. I mean, teams. I think I know where
2: this is going. Teams, I, you don't know yet, Kyle. Believe me, just wait. Look, look. Not, not only did the Eagles just utterly like stink for most of the year and have gotten away with it. They got away with it ten times. That is unheard of. That makes no sense. And think about it. Back at week one. Back at week one, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen. Where do we see? The Eagles closely squeak by the Patriots. They closely squeak by the Dolphins. Well, I mean two scores, but whatever. Closely squeak squeak by the Chiefs. Closely squeak by the Bills. Closely squeak, 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 squeak. Is there a mouse in the house? What's going on here? Yeah, the (laughs) commanders too. You you let the commanders have a crazy game twice. What? What's going on here? Okay, <laughs> so, so let me by the Giants on Christmas Day. Exactly. So let me understand something. Let me understand something. A cupcake schedule to end the year. So despite <laughs> all of your, despite everything that's gone on, you still have an opportunity to win this damn division. What in the world is going on? And unlike the Bills, they failed to take care of business. They have failed. And, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Not only is this team a first round exit, this entire coaching staff might have to go this entire, that entire coaching staff, Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, Brian, Desai, whoever's cleaning their clothes. I don't care what happens. They all need to go and pounded the table. There is no way a team that talented ladies and gentlemen is that bad. There's actually no way. At least the dolphins, when they were fully healthy, they competed. And they blew out the teams they needed to blew out and they took care of business when they needed to take care of business the uh, the philadelphia eagles from the very moment the season started not a single comfortable win and you had people with the audacity of calling this team a super bowl contender after the way they have looked it baffled me, Kyle. It baffled me, Justin. It baffled me, Rico. It, it just didn't make any kind of sense. And and, and damn it. Look, guys. Look, I, I understand that, you know, Nick Sirianni just went to a Super Bowl. But the fact that you said that you're not going to change a damn thing, it, it just speaks to your ignorance. And it speaks to the fact that you are way too much like the Philadelphia Eagles fan. Because an Eagles fan is irrational. They absolutely have a terrible attitude and they end up, they boast more than they should. And they never admit that they're wrong. And Nick Sirianni right now is not admitting that he's wrong. He has had a terrible season as a head coach. This might be one of the worst 11 win season seasons. This might be the worst 11 win team since the Pittsburgh Steelers back in 2019, or 2020 <laughs> rather absolutely pathetic. I expect I don't predict. I expect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to handle business and get rid of this fraudulent team once and for all.
0: It would not surprise me even a little bit. I think Baker Mayfield is going to absolutely beat the Eagles because just watch Tyrod Taylor do it. Why should I think that Baker Mayfield can't? And also, Sammy, you know, Ricardo had mentioned, you know, I got to post your losses. I got to post my loss. Because you were the one saying pump the brakes on the Eagles' defense in the preseason. The C.J. Gardner-Johnson loss is too much. Like that is critical. And guess what? You were right, sir. And also the loss of Shane Steichen. Oh my God, that could not be felt any more than it has in oh, this five, like five out of six loss stretch that the Eagles have had. It's been atrocious. There's no chance that they make any noise in the playoffs. We Kyle, all draw on
2: the Bucks, right? yeah, yeah, Kyle, you justin you ricardo you could have a better playbook than the philadelphia eagles (laughs) you could go on madden and just write a bunch of stuff up out routes in routes whatever and it would be more it would be more colorful than that vanilla trash that we got (laughs) with the philadelphia eagles
0: oh my gosh no for real and the Hey, there's plenty of offenses that I feel like we all could do a better job of running. We'll get into that a little bit later. We got to talk about the positive side. Of things. We've been talking a lot of negative. We got to talk about something positive real quick. Texans won the division. We are going to talk about the negative side of it, though. These Jags just completely blew everything up. But first of all, Texans. Hey, CJ Stroud might make some noise in the playoffs. What do we think? What do we think? I like this Texans team going. They're, they're getting healthier going into the playoffs, which is good. They've got just this fucking spirit you know it's a Cinderella story I can't help myself Sammy I'll throw it to you you're shaking your head at me because you just hate happiness
2: (laughs) no actually actually, I don't hate happiness I'm just in a very upsetting mood okay seeing a team like this Houston Texans pisses me off and I'll tell you why it pisses me off because their rookie quarterback in one year has shown more promise than about 15 quarterbacks in the league no Yes, 15 more. quarterbacks in the league. More. No, more. Yeah, a, a lot more. Okay? You have four quarterbacks. Like, like think, think about it right now. Okay? CJ Stroud in his rookie year, 23 touchdowns, 4,000 passing yards. Not a lot of interceptions. I think it was like, what, five? And in the game, you need to win to make the playoffs. What you do, 264 yards, two touchdowns, 20 for 26, 77 completion percentage. Are you out of your mind?
4: are eight you for eight on the final drive too?
2: That's utterly insane. Rico. What, what, what kind of efficiency is that? And, and let me, let me go ahead and back up from my mic because I'm getting a bit loud. That's By the way, utterly,
0: so you five interceptions on the year. That's five, insane.
2: Five interceptions guys. We're talking about a rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback. That is unprecedented. That's unprecedented. What's up Rico. And he missed two and a half games exactly yep. that's like so when you think about it he should have had the best 45
4: running. yeah like, 4,500 yards
2: exactly at uh, 30 plus touchdowns he probably would have had what he probably probably, probably, close to
4: turn, probably close to 30. exactly and, and
2: and and on top of that i'll i'll go ahead and say this man i'll go ahead and say this he probably should be one of the i mean he probably if he stayed healthy i genuinely think we're talking mvp with cj Stroud. Yep. that's how good he has been thousand so, percent so I'm I'm proud of D'Amico Rhines. I'm proud of CJ Stroud. Um, I, I really don't wanna I, I really don't want to take up too much time on this. I know you guys have a ton to say about the Texans. I have a lot to say about the Jaguars, who we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But the Texans is absolutely deserve their flowers and what a job they've done since moving on from Deshaun Watson. A season removed doing that, or two seasons removed doing that, and they end up with their franchise quarterback of their dreams. It's crazy. Mm-hmm
0: could not have asked for a better player like oh my gosh and we said we said it last week we owe cj stroud so many apologies for that stupid s2 cognition whatever the hell it was bullshit bullshit the guy can flat out ball he is excellent throw
4: that fucking test out the window
0: throw that out the window don't make any (laughs) prospect ever again it means absolutely nothing cj stroud is a dog he's a
2: baller i love it god i love it God, Rico.
4: I was just gonna say, man, the Texans—that's um, every franchise's dream. It's their goal is to find your head coach and your quarterback, and they do it in one freaking offseason, man.
0: It really, it's really is, a, isn't it? That's is really the, isn't it?
4: That's that's what I dream about every night for this poverty Raiders franchise, you know. <laughs> but you know, they they freaking hit a grand slam, man, with D'Amico Ryan's. C.J. Stroud, which I freaking, I've loved C.J. Stroud for a long time now. Um, Didn't think anything of that test because, you know, the film don't lie. You know, I actually seen him play in person in college at the Rose Bowl. And, you know, you can just use your eyes, man. The guy can freaking flat out ball. Super happy for them. It's kind of a tough draw, man, playing the Browns. (laughs) I know the Browns are coming in into into houston but man that's a, tough, that's a tough freaking draw i can't wait to see it um
2: that's the best game oh ever. god that's
4: a tough one man that's a tough one
2: i don't know if it's the best game one of those games come where, on. I'm, it's that's not like, the best game come on kyle there's so many other games okay. there's one other
0: game that couldn't contend with it
2: there's plenty of other games that one, can. One there's, one of there's some good games, games. with that as that's far a, as excitement we, we we got an amazing script this year it's beautiful. <laughs> Go, go, go ahead justin
3: <laughs> okay i guess this is the episode of all of us eating humble pie because if y'all remember from last week i was the one who chose the colts to upset the Texans. no i
2: remember i was right and
3: i was one drop past for possibly being right
2: it was beautiful
3: so thank you indy for that And I do not blame Minshew at all. I blame the running back because even from the time that I played football, my coaches told me, if you can get two Mm -hmm. hands on the ball, you're supposed to catch it. But you know what? I digress. CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans also because he deserves a lot of praise. Those two together are going to be scary in that conference for a long time. Because I said it, the perfect way, especially when you have a defensive-minded head coach, is if you already have your established quarterback. And guess what? All it took was one draft to get that quarterback that they need. CJ Stroud will be manning that Texans offense for a long time. He will be getting paid because Texas has no state tax. So he is going to be raking in money for a long time. And now they have the flexibility to build that roster around CJ Stroud and around what D'Amico Ryans wants to do. But you know what? Let's turn it over and talk about the Jaguars real quick because it's time to have some uncomfortable conversations regarding Trevor Lawrence. See, I got something right here. Uh, it was a comparison between him and another quarterback in their first three years in the NFL, where he only has Trevor Lawrence. He has two more touchdowns. Then one more turnover than turnover. yes. Yes. He has similar completion percentage, similar QB rating, and only one more win than said quarterback in their first three years. You know who that was? Daniel fucking Jones. Ah! (laughs) And you know what? I am fucking sick of hearing it. Now, I'm amped up because I'm already pissed off about a lot of things, by the way, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this uh, TikTok, read between the lines for banning us on TikTok. But now it's time to bring it up where it belongs. Trevor Lawrence. Because he was the number one overall pick, and because he was this darling of a quarterback back when he was with Clemson, everybody gives that man chance after chance after chance. I give him whatever excuses rookie year because of Urban Meyer, but it is time to have an uncomfortable conversation of whether Trevor Lawrence is that franchise quarterback in Jacksonville the same way Mm. I have to keep hearing about it from Daniel Jones. And I get it. Daniel Jones got paid. He got $40 million. All right. Whatever. Is Trevor Lawrence worth being a franchise quarterback? Because guess what? I think this was what the end of his third year. So now he's got relative, like two more years on his rookie contract. He could get paid after I think this season or next season. So guess what? The city of Jacksonville y'all got a lot a lot of thinking to go over because the fact that I just compared y'all numbers to Daniel Jones, which by the way, Daniel Jones has not had an offensive line. And he has never, never in five fucking years had the playmakers that, uh, tr- uh, whoa, that Trevor Lawrence has now. So, you know what? Time to have some uncomfortable truths. And I will die on the sword and say that I'm thinking unless some major miracles happen in the offseason, he will not be deserving of a second contract at the level that CJ Stroud should be getting
0: no, not a chance. And it's, it's weird to think about because of how much everyone just gives him the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, no warm up that seat. What has he done? He has proved, honestly, he's proved just as much as this guy. And this guy's on the hottest seat that can be imagined for a quarterback. I'm talking about Justin Fields. The fact that Trevor Lawrence gets the benefit of the doubt is stupid. I don't get it. Sammy, go ahead. You know you're going to bury those Jags.
2: Yeah, and 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 I'll go very quickly because it's going to be very swift, just like that Jags game was. Just it happened so fast, right, Jags fans? Makes no sense. "Quote unquote" generational talent, a generational talent, Kyle, and and somehow some way. Your team doesn't make the playoffs with that said generational talent. The Why excuse is afraid of Caleb Williams. Yeah, of course, of course. And 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 let me understand something. Let me understand something as well. You mean to tell me that for every single fault that Trevor Lawrence has had, that he gets a pass in a league in a in a community where Justin Fields gets no second chance to a by Loa, no second chance. Right? I can name a couple more other quarterbacks. But Trevor Lawrence, Goldilocks, generational talent. Give Absolutely, give him the
0: key enough. to
2: the city. Yeah, oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Let's it. you can not even get a first chance. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like we got to understand something. We have to understand this. Like, like there is no way a generational talent underperforms. I don't look. I understand the injuries, okay? And they're bad. The injuries are bad, okay? But it should not take you a full 10 games to get into form. It should not take you 10 games to get your, your team going. And it definitely shouldn't take you to go 8-3 to realize that something is wrong. 8-3 happened and everybody was fooled. But something, some people saw through it. And I'm ashamed that I didn't. That 8-3 and three start was just as fraudulent as the Eagles 10-1 and one start because what ended up happening when Trevor Lawrence got hurt okay they still ended up putting up 31 against the uh, against the Bengals which i don't know how the hell that happened Trevor that Lawrence bad. Trevor Lawrence somehow some way comes back okay he comes back at that point i'm like he must be ready to go he underperforms against the Browns he then under and then he underperforms against in the last game of the season that's unacceptable ladies and gentlemen no generational talent is gonna be able to get away with this, let alone Trevor freaking Lawrence, okay? So, I'll just go ahead and finish with this. The generational tag, the generational talent tag needs to get ripped apart. It's It's done. It's 1,000% one of the most overused tags. I don't wanna hear it for Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin, I'm sorry, I'm a Heat fan, ladies and gentlemen. I don't wanna hear it for (laughs) Caleb Williams. I don't wanna hear it for, no, Drake, May, I don't care. I don't, Archie, Archie Manning? Yes. Arch 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 Manning. Arch Manning. Manning. I don't care how good he is in college. If you're going to coin him a generational talent, he better come into this league and he better ball the hell out. And he hasn't been doing that. The stats, comparing comparing your stats to Daniel Jones is nuts. Okay? That's disgusting
3: work. No, Unbelievable. Why you hit me with a WWE promo? But you know what? I will agree with you and I will disagree with you on two fronts generational talent should not be considered when it comes to quarterbacks. I'm sorry. I, you have more accurate statements saying it with a skill position player. I am not afraid to say that Marvin Harrison, Jr. coming into this draft is a generational type wide receiver. And we have been right when it comes to generational talents, mo a lot better when it comes to wide receivers than it guts quarterbacks. That's one, because there two. needs to be
0: a star of the draft
3: two. There needs to be this thing that we need to get out of our heads as NFL fans, as NFL commentators, as anything like that. The best quarterback to come out of drafts don't necessarily come out of being number one overall. Sorry, Caleb Williams. Sorry, Chicago Bears fans who want Caleb Williams. The best quarterbacks to come from this draft never really come out of the number one overall pick. CJ Stroud was closest <clears throat> because he was number two.
4: Yeah, Bryce Young. Mm, number one
3: yeah how'd that he go wants, number no, one. here's
0: the thing you want to know you want to know the generational talents that we have seen enter the league so far Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow that's it that's the, list. Joe probably the
3: last number one generational quarterback
0: it is so Andrew rare that people just expect it no you're not going to draft Peyton Manning at one overall every year that's absurd get over yourself oh my gosh We have to talk about some of these other playoff games before we get out of here. We've got a couple of revenge storylines. Mike McCarthy is going to be playing against the Packers, who just beat the shit out of my Chicago Bears. And listen, it says what it says in my title. I'm going to get on my shit real quick here. Luke Getze, you're a scumbag. You're a piece of shit. Everyone understood going into this game. This is Justin Fields' prove-it game, and you let him throw the ball 16 times. You're disgusting. I hate your guts. All the arguments of, oh, they would have let Caleb Williams throw the ball more who fucking cares this is supposed to be the prove it game let him prove it let him die by the sword if you're gonna if you're gonna give him the opportunity at least i'd rather have and i've said that i said this in the chat i would have rather had him go out throw the ball 40 times and get picked off three times you know why because then i would know i would have 100 confidence okay we have to move on i still don't know nothing was proven and my gosh the bears passing offense frankly, did absolutely nothing to help Justin Fields. I'm going to read you a couple of statistics here real quick. The number of RPO plays run by the Bears offense. Justin Fields is 12th in the league. Okay, that's pretty high up there. Not as high as you would like for a rushing threat like Justin Fields. You prefer to be probably top three up there with, you know, number one, Jalen Hurts, number two, Lamar Jackson. Let's look over at play action. How many times did he run play action? Oh, he was 22nd in the league. Everyone understood, even coming out of college, Justin Fields thrives off of play action. He ran play action better than anybody at Ohio State. They're not running an offense that's even going to fit a player they're claiming to want to develop. This is absurd. This is player neglect to the highest level. Justin Fields should want to move on from Chicago because, frankly, they have treated him with such disrespect and disregard that he deserves better. He deserves an Atlanta Falcons with a new head coach. I hope he stays in Chicago. He's my guy. I want the Bears to trade down, draft Marvin Harrison Jr., get another edge rusher, and then see what we've got. Get a good offensive coordinator who doesn't try to run a pro pocket-style heavy offense with a running quarterback. I want Todd Monken. That's all. I'm going to get off my shit, Sammy. The floor is yours, sir.
2: I mean, mean, there's so many playoff matchups, but the one I really want to talk about is... Matthew Stafford's homecoming and let me tell you it's going to be a homecoming for the books Matthew Stafford was the quarterback drafted by the Detroit Lions ended up not working out very much mostly because Detroit is a very incompetent organization they've managed to turn it around now but back then it just wasn't working out and Matthew Stafford has made a lot of legends all right he's made the legend of Calvin Johnson the legend of Cooper Cup Some might even say the legend of Puka Nakua, but Matthew Stafford, his heart has always been in Detroit, which is why it's heartbreaking that we're going to have to see potentially Detroit have to put down, put down their baby boy. And, and I really hope that doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, I am actively rooting against the Detroit lions for agenda reasons. So i i just i just want to say that this game regardless of how you look at it it's going to be cinema it's going to be absolute cinema and 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 you know the nfl usually we're mad at them because of how terrible the officiating is and this year especially has been absolutely garbage
0: justin feels nine calls on the fucking hit to his
2: head yes yes i saw that that was gloriously Ridiculous. terrible Ridiculous. Every
0: quarterback gets that call keep going
2: and 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 on top of all that, we're getting we're getting Cowboys Packers, which the that story kind of writes itself, right? We're getting the downfall of the Eagles, just beautiful. The downfall of the Miami Dolphins, unfortunately. The I mean, I mean, even in the AFC, you got some really really nice matchups. But the overall, man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to Rico. But it's just. It's just cinema when it comes to that Detroit LA game, man. It's just absolute cinema. Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, whoever you <laughs>
4: want. <know. laughs> I like the Rams in that game. Oh, <laughs> they're fighting. yeah, they're just playing feisty. I, I I think I think the the you're right. The drama. I think it's going to hurt Matthew Stafford to put his old team down. He's going to put him to rest. I just think Dan Campbell, man, the the way that he coaches, don't get me wrong, I I love it, but God, sometimes that shit bites you in the ass, man. You
0: can absolutely get chess matched by Sean McVay.
4: Exactly. And when you make mistakes like that against Sean McVay, against Matthew Stafford, who now has been there and done that, he's the old guy in the room now. He's been there. He's won the Super Bowl. He's been in these games can he can he put the emotion aside this is detroit's first playoff home game something he couldn't do and now he's going in there and he's going to put him down man i got the rams in that game oh wait this is oh my God.
0: first playoff game in detroit i this love is it.
2: Just, this is just It's gonna be great
0: i love it yeah no see one. sammy this is one, <clears throat> there's only one game that's better than browns texans it's this one it's rams lions i agree
4: the other one, the other one the other one I'm looking at is you know the dolphins in Arrowhead. I want to see the Tyreek Hill show back at Arrowhead Stadium because I don't know what the NFL was thinking, but they put that game earlier in the season in Germany. Like what what are you doing, Schedule Makers? Like what is going through your head? I know you're trying to get the international audience and everything, but Tyreek Hill. Yeah, exactly. Tyreek Hill. In Kansas City, in a Dolphins uniform, I need to see it. And I need to see
3: it. it was during Oktoberfest, too.
0: Oh, can't go wrong with Oktoberfest. Cannot go wrong with Oktoberfest. Justin, give me your thoughts about the playoff matchups you're excited for this weekend.
3: All right. So, I'm excited for two games that we've already talked about, but I'm giving my opinions on it. First one Dallas and Green Bay. And why am I looking forward to it? Because, on one side, I need to know. Who the hell do they have chained up in Lambo that knows how to pick quarterbacks? Because there's no way in hell a franchise managed to hit on three franchise quarterbacks
0: back. I'd like to, to know that too. I'd really like to know that as well. I
3: need to know that because I need to go kidnap that person, whoever's <clears throat> making that decision. Because the way they got love playing right now in his first full year as a starter shows you that they know something that the rest of the NFL just does not know. But on the other side, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I can make fun of the Cowboys all I want. I can also say that they are a fraud team, but there's only one thing, two things really, that's leaning it more in their favor for this game. And it's one, they have not lost a game at home this year so far. That's starters. And two, I've brought this couple up on this show before, but there is a couple on TikTok, Leslie and Cody. Their fucking TikTok has blown up this whole season because of it. Matter of fact, let me actually, Leslie and Cody Marler, I'm calling them out on this podcast. They have this thing where Leslie, the wife, has a fucking Dallas Cowboys cheerleading outfit that she wears at every game. And every game she's fucking worn it, they have won. And I swear to God, they are going to end up trying that again this week. And between that and them not fucking losing at home, for some reason, something is telling me Dallas is going to pull out some BS and win this game as much as I would love to see the Packers whoop them. But that's one game. The <clears throat> second, we got Detroit and the Rams. And here's the thing. Y'all are talking about, is the Lions going to put down Matthew Stafford? Is Stafford going to put down the Lions? No. You know who's going to put down somebody? Jared fucking Goff. And why do I say that? Said no one
2: ever. What? Let's
3: go back back to that freaking trade that sent Jared Goff to Detroit, ideally to die, which is really. Shipped him off. Yeah. And for Stafford to go to the Rams. Could you imagine being Jared Goff getting sent to Detroit where your career is supposed to go die, and then you get to watch Stafford win a Lombardi trophy with your team? There's gotta be a chip on that man's shoulders that is the size of Los Angeles and the size of Detroit right now. So yes, we can say all these things about who's putting who down, but if I'm putting my money on somebody and I have been right about some things and I have been wrong about other things on this show, but my gut is telling me that it's going to be Jared Goff that is going to be the one that is taking Stafford and the Rams to the back of the barn and putting them out of their misery.
0: Ooh, there it is, people. And by the way, this is coming from Justin, who was the only person in preseason who said that the Rams would make the playoffs. So he's not burying the them. He's he's not burying them out of spite. He was it, for the Rams. This is a fully unbiased opinion. And there you have it. That's what we think of the upcoming slate of wildcard round games. And. Some of the final thoughts we had on the regular season coming to a close. That is all the time we have on the gridiron segment. It has been great hanging out with y'all as always. That is Ricardo. That is Justin. That is Sammy. My name is Kyle. We will see you on the next one. Peace. Max Griffin is always going to put on a show. You know, you were mentioning trying to get that, you know, big fight.